0: You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family.
1: This is episode 222 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by Hands-On Gloves, the all-in-one revolutionary bathing grooming gloves for horses, dogs, cats, and all of your furry friends. Greetings, everyone! Debbie and the Horsemanship crew are taking a much deserved holiday break, so sit back and enjoy this mashup of equestrian guests from past Horse Radio Network radiothons. But we are kicking off the show with a brand new listener submitted holiday greeting. I would like to extend Christmas wishes to the Horse Radio Network from my barn. Best wishes go to Debbie Lux and Horsemanship Radio.
0: We are now heading into Hour 5, the Horsemanship Hour, the 5th Annual Horse Radio Network, 12-hour live holiday radiothon by Monty Roberts University. I am Glenda Geek, and with me in the studio, still here, is Dr. Wendy Ying in the Driving Radio Show, and we are your MCs for the entire 12 hours. dr wendy and i in this hour i think she's done this five times total yeah. she's been with us since the beginning is debbie laux host of horsemanship radio
2: hey how are you good
0: it's so good to have you here thanks for joining Thank us again
2: you. I was just listening, so it's we're hour five of the fifth annual, so I want to move my hour next year to the sixth hour in the sixth (laughs) annual. (laughs) I think there's more drinking going on.
0: (laughs) Actually, the drinking's really going on about eight o'clock tonight. Um, Oh, yeah, I know. That's
2: true. I'll never make it that far.
0: So, Debbie, (laughs) apparently the auditors have started the drinking game, and whenever you say, uh, hashtag damn it, that name of the horse that uh, Jamie Uh has, Uh that's the cue for the drink, and I didn't say it because I really don't want them getting Started this early. I, so. You need
2: help, don't you? Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> the listeners have to be here. I still want them listening by about three o'clock anyway. So, right, exactly. yeah. <laughs> so I won't say it yet. And the theme for this year is the funniest or sneakiest thing your horse ever did. So Monty <laughs> is here. Hi Monty. Welcome back.
3: Hello. I am happy to be back, I tell you that. It's been a long one.
0: Well, yeah, you've had a busy, busy year traveling around, but you're actually at the farm right now, right?
3: I am on my bed right now at the farm, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I came through the world-class crash uh, when I got back from this trip. I can't tell you how, yeah, I mean, like, really gratifying it was, and at the same time, exhausting to the max.
0: Well, even the queen doesn't travel as much as you.
3: <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> yeah. And and yet, um, her mind travels, I tell you, and I could give you some stories on the recent ones, trips she's made, that would just um, stop your heart. I mean, it is unbelievable how wonderful this lady is
0: well it's it's nice to have you here, too. and i I gotta believe you've had we have a theme today, and it's the funniest or sneakiest thing your horse ever did. Now, you've had a lot of horses in the past, and you've had a few <laughs> sneaky ones. But do you have a story for us?
3: Well, I have a a little story for you. Um, I'm not one to look at the horses doing sneaky things because I try to keep them. You know, cooperating with the human beings all the time. <laughs> but um if you want me to go ahead with this tiny one yes. I'll do it. Well, there was a stretch in time when I was between nine and I guess twelve years of age, something like that, where I competed in something like two hundred and fifty uh, musical chairs events. And the reason that you do a musical chairs event is that there's as as many points in that particular contest as there is the rest on the day, the important ones. And certainly musical chairs is not an important one, but if you get the points, it's important because you want to be the all around champion of the show. And I was Undefeated in the musical chairs. Now, how can you be undefeated in the musical chairs? Because it's a game of chance. The music stops, and you got to find a chair, and there's one fewer chairs than there are contestants, except that Brownie took care of me. And a few little tricks along the line, I would move into Phoenix or Tucson with a 20-foot lead rope when the rest of the kids were using an 8-foot lead rope. And when I got off of Brownie, he took care of the rest of them on his own. And he learned that they invade him. They invade him when I get off. So he would chase them away. And I would have a chair to sit in. If I took five minutes to sit down, I'd still have a chair to sit in. And uh, a lot of people said it was cheating. Well... Yeah, I suppose you could make a case for that. But, um, you know, when I tuned in today, someone was singing. That's wonderful. So I'd rather tell you a story about a cheeky horse than to sing, because then (laughs) everybody would turn their radios off and you wouldn't like that.
0: You know, I think that was, you know, one of the things you learn in business is to you go for your strengths. Use your strengths. You were just using your strength, right? I mean... Yeah, and he, he was some kind of strong...
3: You can't believe what he would do. First of all, he would canter so slowly that nobody, you know, could... And you couldn't pass. That was against the rules. <laughs> So he would counter very slowly, and everybody would stack up behind him. Obviously, that's the only place they could go. And so they stack up behind him, and the music stops, and all the chairs are sitting out there in front of me with nobody around. And I could just run him for about three strides and step off. And then he would chase the other horses away. Literally.
0: <laughs> I wish there was a video of this, Debbie. We could have this go viral.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, he
0: was something.
3: And then there would be angry fathers come down out of the grandstand and say, you are cheating. My kids should have won this. Oh, and that the last thing you do is to go against one other remaining one. And, um, One chair is sitting down at the end of the show ring or the arena, whatever it was, and he could run a bit, so he would run along uh, keeping up with the other horse, and when I started to step off, he would just bolt sideways and run the other horse off, and the chair is (laughs) sitting there for me with 20 feet of rope, and uh, I just didn't get beat. Uh, There was no
0: question about it. So funny. Again, using your strengths, smarts, and brawn. (laughs) There we yeah. go. To both. Yeah, I you. suppose. You had your own my bouncer, boy. Monty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? what? You had your own bouncer, like yeah, at a bar. I had, <laughs> I, yeah, I had my own bouncer. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Awesome.
0: You have reached the Horse Radio Network voicemail line. Please leave your voicemail after the tone. <laughs>
4: Hi, this is Nicole from Horselovers.com, and the funniest thing my horse has ever done is that in order to clean his stall, he required you to scratch him with a pitchfork. Merry Christmas from all of us at Horselovers.com.
5: Happy holidays to everyone at the Horse Radio Network. This is Jill Ekes from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and the naughtiest thing my pony's ever done has decided that he no longer wanted to load on my janky trailer. I wrote a song about it. Rockin' around. The trailer ramp, there's a pony rearing up.
1: (laughs) It's ugly as
5: sin, and he won't go in, and there's just no giving up. (laughs) One foot on the trailer ramp, he pretends to fall asleep. (laughs) I've got carrots and treats that he just won't (laughs) eat, and he just won't budge his butt. Monty Roberts makes a Dooley halter you can buy. Equus lessons, repetition will solve this. Let's get one for each and every size. Walking on the trailer ramp, this is so much easier.
6: Right. If song. you listen to
5: me, you can guarantee you can put those whips Ah. Oh. Isn't that good? 100%. Yay! Hey
6: guys.
0: Well, once again, they were terrific, weren't they? The one with the loading was hilarious. That was fun. Oh, that was perfect. That's your that theme song. Perfect. Yeah, you need that for your ads. <laughs> we need to play that I know. on your show. <laughs> so
2: that's our new marketing <laughs> campaign, right there.
0: <laughs> Do you want to introduce your guest?
2: I would love to. I would love to. So this hour, we have an an unbelievable guest, really. None other than Priscilla Presley herself. And she tells Glenn and I about Christmas at Graceland with Elvis and their horses. Well, welcome, Priscilla Presley. And I've got Marty Irby on the line as well. How are you both?
4: Doing well so
6: far.
2: (laughs) Yeah, good. I wanted to hear from you, Priscilla, as were there any la- horses in your life as a child? Were you did you grow up with horses?
4: I didn't grow up with horses, no. But I had a love of horses. Um, when I lived in Texas, uh, um, my father was at the Berkshire Air Force Base, and in the back of that, there were uh, there was a pasture, and um, a, a horses were on that pasture. Not a lot, maybe four or five, maybe six. And I would go out, and every moment that I can. I could, excuse me, and would uh, just pet them and um, be around them. And I found that when I was around them, I felt very safe and I felt very calm. And there's something about them that that just, um, you know, brings that to one. I mean, maybe not all, but I know that people that I talk to that are horse people find that same feeling, that same resolve, just to be, just to get away and be around them and, and uh, I know that people do know that we had horses at the stables in in Memphis and still do to this day. Mm-hmm. And um, that was my favorite time to be alone and, of course, Elvis's as well. It was uh, that same feeling he had, you know, to go get away from the house the people and just be around the calmness of the horses and the sereneness of, of that calm.
2: Oh, that's wonderful. I think we can all relate to that, Priscilla. I think sometimes people don't even know how to verbalize it. You did it very well. I really appreciate yeah. it. Um, yeah, because that it is so important that people recognize those qualities in horses right now, so that we can keep them in our lives. Um, and I love what you. Yeah, don't you think? And and so enumerating what we appreciate them might, about them might be difficult but sometimes I think just advocates are um, the, the best way to keep the message going that they mean no harm to us and that we should have no harm to them
4: and I also found that um, that they that really reflect you um, mm-hmm. you have to also bring that calmness in um, most people um, who aren't around horses are in fear of the Magnificent, you know, statue of them, or you know, the fact that they're they're larger than life to some people, and and it is it is it can be it could it could definitely be something that one would fear. Um, but when you are calm, and when you when you can be around them and let them come to you, and and they're very gently. It's amazing what comes out and you know I've had horses put their head on my shoulders um, I've had them nudge me to to pet them or nudge me to get on the back and and ride so it is that connection and it is that um, that care factor to want to learn more about them and be around them
0: i, uh, I we were fortunate enough Priscilla to be invited a couple of years ago to come in and do our show live from the barn at Graceland and mm-hmm. We got to talk to Aileen Alexander, who I guess had been yes. the barn manager there for 30 years—long time. <laughs>
4: That's right. Yeah. Yes, yes, she has.
0: And yes. the stories of Elvis and his horse—some of them were very funny. I mean, when, do you remember <laughs> the first horse that came that he that he got there? <laughs> well, the first the first
4: horse that he had when when I was there was Rising Sun. Um, his golden palomino. Mm,
2: yeah, beautiful.
4: And uh, well, what what was funny was the fact that he loved it. He loved and enjoyed so much riding uh, uh, that he too just couldn't wait to come home and and get on get on his horse, have it saddled, get on his horse, and and start you know having it run down the the hills of Graceland, and people would start mm. gathering out in the front, and and Elvis loved showing uh, his horse off. Um, the problem is, or it became a problem, was that he loved it so much that he felt, well, he started with this because he bought me a horse for Christmas, Aww. a belated gift. And that's how he started. He watched me ride every every day from his office upstairs, and then he wanted to get on the fun, <laughs> <to get some laughs> fun of, of riding. Um, but he loved it so much that even if you didn't like a horse, you got a horse. <laughs> <laughs> He wanted to to share it with, with uh, all the guys and their wives. So it was at one time that the grounds were filled with horses and people racing up and down the front lawn. And um, I think he had his greatest joy during that time. But um, Lamar Fike, who was quite heavy at that time, um, actually most of the time, uh, <laughs> um, did not want one. And he says, "No, you have to have a horse." And He goes, "I don't know him. You know, I'm too heavy. I can't get on the horse." He says, "You're getting on a horse." So he gets on that horse, and the horse took away with him. And um, Elvis started laughing so hard because <laughs> I mean, he, he had a little quirky sense of humor. Um, but he started laughing because the horse took off on Lamar, and uh, Elvis, of course, uh, trailed after him. But he he made it made it to to you know to the end of the. The, the lawn and got off the horse and he said that's the last time i'm ever going to get on that horse again and elvis said oh no you're not you're getting on <laughs> <it again." laughs> but he um he uh it was a, a it was really a fun time um and yes he he loved it very very much and and would go out uh, almost every night after the movies early in the mornings and just be out there and talk and get his horses and uh It was really beautiful
0: to watch. Is this a rumor? We heard while we were there that he used to wake everybody up. Some nights he couldn't sleep, and he'd wake everybody up three or four in the morning and they'd go horse shopping. And I didn't know if this was a. We saw the book, by the way, where they wrote down every horse he ever bought. It's like a lot, a hundred. It was a lot of horses. Was that true? (laughs) That he used to go out to horse shopping, knock on people's doors, and say, I want to buy your horse? Uh, Oh,
4: yeah, we did that. Absolutely. He'd, he'd, He'd. Yes, he would go knocking at 2 o'clock in the morning at a rancher's uh, ranch and, and or a farmer and knock on the door and say, do you have a golden palomino? <laughs> I'm Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Elvis. <laughs> and we're just standing there, and they're... I mean, eyes wide open, maybe thinking it's a dream or something. <laughs> they were
0: just bored. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, the last person you expect to knock on your door at 2 in the morning when you live in the country <laughs> is Elvis. <It's> like <laughs> yeah, that's true. That,
4: those, those are fun days, I have to say.
0: The book oh was gosh. incredible, Debbie. The book has a record of every horse he ever bought. And it was literally, it was a lot of horses. I guess he got another farm at one point because, as you said, it got kind of crowded wow. at Graceland.
2: All the horses. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but
4: yeah, so as you saw. The, the barn at Grayson isn't that large. I had, had at that time held eight had eight stalls, and and um, so he the more horses we got because, like I said, everyone had to have a horse, yeah, whether you liked it or not. So <laughs> we uh, we bought a ranch um, in Mississippi, and yes, housed all the horses. Well, okay. I have to ask you too. We bought them all from we brought them all from Graceland to there to that particular stable.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, and I know that was his safe space. Apparently, he told people when he went out to the barn, they, that was it. He went out to the barn. You you had to ask him to out. It was his time. But what was the holidays yeah. like? What did they involve? The horses? Did Christmas Day involve horses, or was it mostly inside? Or well,
4: when we had the horses, yes, it was. Um, it was uh, the Christmas. I. Uh, um, Domino, the horse that he presented me as a gift with, was was uh-huh. after right after Christmas because he was looking for a certain horse for me, a quarter horse. So um, but from then on, yes, he would he would definitely ride um, around Christmas time. he, he loved Christmas. so uh, it didn't matter whether it be Christmas or Thanksgiving. I mean, he just liked to ride.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just, just a man and his horse. Did, did you have any, the radiothon theme is about, uh, you know, horses that are a little mischievous or cantankerous or did something. Do you have any Houdini's at the, at the ranch? Did they got out of the barn on occasion or any funny stories on that?
4: Well, occasionally, yes, and I'm sure Aileen probably told because she was with the horses all the time. You know, she she was just a master at at taking care of those horses. Um, but she, yes, there were a time when one of them one of them opened up the stall, and himself and uh, was roaming around outside, and no one could could. You know, we we did think maybe there was something or someone there that let the horse out, but I guess the horses can be quite clever, and oh, yeah. they can manipulate their mouths. You know, if they get if they want out, they want out. So this particular horse did it a couple of times. I can't remember his name, but but um, yes, that has happened. Um, also picking up the feed uh, bucket. Uh, when yes. they were hungry, or kicking the bucket when they were hungry because it was dinner time, um, yes. or wanted more. But they all had a you know a personality. And each one of them were different
0: in themselves and would shock as well. Think,
4: wow, you turn you certainly couldn't turn your back on some of them. You have, <laughs> <a nudge.
0: laughs> I'll tell you, Priscilla, you just made you, everybody feel happy that, that your horses were just like their horses. <laughs>
2: just like ours. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thank you for the the little inside stories too. We all have them and uh, we all have names for them too. <laughs> Not just Houdinis, but but yeah, no, they're smarter than, you know, people give them credit for, and uh, maybe they are getting better about giving horses a lot more sentient credit these days. But so you just said you had quarter horses and Tennessee walking horses. So tell us a little bit about, you know, yeah, how did that uh, really evolve to Tennessee walking horses? Well, actually, it
4: was opposite the Tennessee Walking Horses that was bear, he loved the look of, um, of uh, the Tennessee Walking Horse. It was so stately, so beautiful, and his, his horse was called Bear. And he, that all started, um, uh, um, through a farm that we went to, George Lennox. You may have heard about George Lennox, but he was yes. in Collierville, I believe. Yes. And we went up to his ranch, and he had carbon copy. Carbon Copy was probably the world champion um, in the day. And, oh, my gosh, he he was so beautiful that Elvis was in awe Mm -hmm. on how this horse moved. And um, Joe Webb worked for... um, um, George Lennox, and got on the horse and showed Elvis the ride of a Tennessee walking horse. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And from that, that point on, he went yeah. and looked for, um, looked for a beautiful Tennessee walking horse.
0: Debbie, we have a cool job.
2: We Isn't really it fun? <laughs> she just sparkles, doesn't she? She's just so cool. I, I'm so I'm so pleased that we get to have her on, and I I hope we get to share her some more. Not only in the other episode, but this past act is really close, so it's just close to my heart too. That uh, Tennessee Walking Horses are beautiful. They really are cool.
0: You know, I was um, so disappointed when we went to. I wasn't disappointed at going to Graceland and doing the show there. That was pretty cool. That's yeah. still one of my highlights of of all the. Sh- Five thousand episodes I've done. Aww, it still nice. is, uh, but she was supposed to be there that day and got called out for something. So, see, it was huh. set up for this.
2: I know it had to be on Horsemanship Radio. So Darn. I finally got
0: to talk to her, and you know, it was just neat you because everything great. she described, I could visualize because we had seen it all. You know, so yeah, it was cool. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, loved I his hope horses. To
2: go visit.
4: Good morning. This is Elizabeth Toby. The sneakiest thing my horse ever did was to bat his brown eyes at me from under (laughs) his lids. I fell in love with him at first sight, and now he gets to run my life. (laughs) He lets me know when he wants food by banging the stall door with his well shod hooves. He barely leads at all, I'm afraid, unless he first inspects every grass blade. And yet, when he carries me on his back, he is willing to ignore all the skills I lack. Because he takes such good care of me, this old lady can still run free.
2: Hands On Gloves is the number one ranked multi-award winning patented animal shedding, bathing, grooming gloves that animals prefer for their generous massage that they provide. Hands On is currently expanding to bring you revolutionary new animal products as well as high quality, effective gardening gloves and tools. Hands On Gloves will change the way we tackle everyday animal and gardening activities, making those efforts faster and more effective. Whether you have a house full of cherished fur babies, a garden full of prize-worthy vegetables, a ranch of prized livestock, or the best rose garden in town, Hands-On Gloves provides you with the tactical tools you need to get the job done right. They're non-abrasive with flexible round tips and strong nylon fabric. They make the perfect grooming gloves. Find Hands-On Gloves at your local retailers or at handsongloves.com. Da da da
0: that was the beautiful emma 11 years old well done girl
5: well hello everybody i'm back and i am here with some very very special guests i'm so excited to be finally hosting a show with my dear friend debbie laux hey debbie hey jamie we finally did it didn't we we became (laughs) co-hosts it, it has happened, but you know what? There's somebody else on the line who's going to keep us in line. And that yeah. is, of course, your dad, Monty. Hi, Monty.
3: Hi, Jamie. How you doing?
5: Fantastic. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Debbie and I are going to try not to get in too much trouble. Uh, now, we are very happy to have on the line Martin Clunes. Debbie, take it away. Oh, hi, Martin. How are you?
7: Hi. I'm fine, thank you. I was miles away. <laughs>
5: I,
2: oh, I'm so In glad you're. Here. Oh, I'm glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. Then, really, that was a weather-beaten commercial, which is very appropriate for the UK. So let let me tell a, a little bit of our American audience who you are, if they don't already know. But you're the UK's most consistently popular television actor. Hands down. Right. Um, yes, you are. And starring <laughs> in the long-running Doc Martin about a socially challenged doctor. It's not you. In Cornwall, <laughs> England, Martin and Monty appeared together on Martin's Horsepower, an investigation into man's relationship with horses. So here you go, Monty and Martin.
3: Hi, I'm Martin, Monty. How, how are there? you? I'm <laughs> here, Martin. Can you hear me?
7: I can perfectly. Yeah. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing fine. How's the family?
7: We're all grand, thank you. We're all here. Um thank yeah. you for the afternoon
3: thank you for the afternoon and birthday party and everything. I hope you got your rope. She she has it over that's, there, that's for
7: sure. Yes, she does. Yeah, I'm not sure whether to arm her with it just yet, but yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs>
7: we got it, but well, thank you so much.
3: I have to tell the listening audience that wherever I go in the world, um my team uh, anytime there's a controversy of any sort they say to me, now Monty, settle down just think what would Martin Clunes do and uh, you're you're speaking with the nicest man in the world, this guy uh, is just such a hero for me and uh, I enjoy every minute that I have with him well Monty, shucks <laughs> now tell me how Ronnie and Bruce are
7: um, oh, they're grand, thank you. They're really well. They're they're kind of. We we haven't had massive rain. We had a couple of days, but we're all right. I'm not in feather panic mode. Usually, when it's really muddy, I wash their legs two or three times a week because the feathers get brittle bits of mud, and then they snap off, and then we're all embarrassed.
5: Now, for those who don't know, let me jump in there, because my in-laws are named Bruce and Ronnie. We're not talking about Uh, them. No? We're talking about Martin's Clydesdales, right?
3: Yeah. Two Clydesdales that I had the pleasure to work with when they were babies, and then came all the way through with them. And I had the distinct pleasure to watch, I think, Ronnie um, a few weeks ago. Oh, no, Bruce. Bruce, that's Bruce. Uh, Bruce in full dressage in their manage there on their property, and it was a sight to see. I couldn't believe how professional this horse looked out there as a Clydesdale doing maneuvers in in the dressage world. It was just great.
7: Yeah, it's well. Yeah, we're so proud of him. He's a real he's a real trier. I think it's that breed thing. It's what Clydes do, isn't it? They they put their head down and get on with whatever challenge you throw at them
3: that's true and they well and they get along with people they it's a good thing mm. that they're so nice because they're so big they would <laughs> not be nice to be around if they were if they No were you wouldn't want to make enemies of them no no not at all <laughs> but um uh, oh. I think they have some questions for you because um I just th- gave them my fantasy ride uh, I was thrown this this morning and I I believe I did the right thing, but they're going to ask you the same question. Maybe Debbie's got that one.
2: Well, that's right. That's exactly it. We we wanted to hear your fantasy ride too, Martin. We just heard Dad's, and uh, it can be any horse, past or present, in any setting. Tell us what it looked like.
7: Well, okay. Um, am I allowed two horses? Because that's, that's the fantasy element—is riding both of them.
2: But they're pretty uh, tall. We'll give you. We'll give you two horses. Yeah.
7: Thank you. Because that's the nice thing about driving them is, is you get to, uh, you know, relate to two uh, of them yes. at, at a time. And um, I, I, I just wish there was a way of just hanging some sort of hammock between the two of them. Oh. <laughs> I just almost spit it. out
5: my coffee. It was
7: so cute. <laughs> 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 it's I suppose somebody must have tried all this, mustn't they, at some point in history. I've never heard um, of that. I'm sure. There'll be drawings somewhere.
6: Yeah. <laughs> in a cave. <laughs>
7: yes yes i bet somebody's done it you know yeah monty haven't you done it in your stuntman days
3: i I have i have actually gone on to a team and gone down in the middle like you see and then pulled it up so that the girl wouldn't die and um then (laughs) some actor stepped in and got the girl but um i i did it as a teenager uh a few times, it was not a hammock. I assure you, and it was pretty <laughs> scary. But uh, but um, Martin and I have had some some good times. And in the early days of his driving, Ronnie and Bruce at my demonstrations, there was some poor lady in a wheelchair that got a real startle when he went whizzing by her at about two inches from her wheelchair. And we, left her, it, we left her in
7: it. We left her in it.
3: We did, yeah. we did, and it, tur- it, it turns out that she was, uh, uh, she was injured in a, in a hunting accident and was a very good rider in her day, and she was laughing about the whole thing. Yes, okay. she, was. she was. She
7: was tickled,
3: yeah. She, yeah, she was great, and uh, we've had some really good times, and I, I don't want it to be the end. I just want the viewers, the, 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 viewers, the listeners to know that um, I did the only remote control loading that I've ever done with Martin. And um, I had a horse that was, I think, two years or something. He wouldn't load on a trailer. And I just stepped back and told Martin what I would suggest he did. And he loaded the horse in about three and a half or four minutes. And uh, the owners were aghast. They were just absolutely standing there with their mouths open. And the audience loved it because... They always think, oh, that's Monty Roberts, and he can do it, but nobody else can. And there was Martin Clunes loading this atrocious horse in, <laughs> in no time at all. It was so much fun. I, I really it was
7: fun, it. yes. I, I can't claim any credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> just following <laughs> instructions, can, you- which is... That's how my life goes, Monty. You've met my wife. Well, that's me,
3: too. <laughs> <laughs> that's another world for me.
7: <laughs> Martin, I have,
2: to, I have to ask you, Martin, have Ronnie and Bruce, since they were started right there in the round pen, iconically, uh, on Dad's tour, have they ever yeah. appeared on Doc Martin?
7: No, they haven't. I don't <gasps> think we've ever what? had a single horse. Um, no? Which, yes, we might need to address that.
2: I think exactly. Yeah. Guys. They need sad have, cards first. That's true,
7: Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have
3: to. We have to speak with Martin's wife, Philippa, on that because uh, she sort of runs the show, doesn't she? She's the boss. Yeah. Oh, that's
2: she's right. You boss. work together on that. Well, can't you? Yes, they she's can a, sneak she's in. Yeah, she's the
3: producer. Yeah, that's true. We have
2: to and sneak Debbie, them in minute past you.
3: You know that. You know that. Um, Philippa told me you can get ready to see Doc Martin do an Epley maneuver, which we went over while I was there about how it's helped me with my uh, balance and vertigo. That's right. And uh, (laughs) so Doc Martin is supposed to do an Epley maneuver on somebody
2: (laughs) in upcoming episodes. Stay tuned for the Epley maneuver
3: for Doc Martin. We are
7: magpies for bits of procedure, medical procedure. (laughs) Anything we can do, shoehorn it into our program.
3: <laughs> well, in in all in all fairness, uh, Martin, haven't you had people claim that uh, you help them with their medical needs?
7: Uh, and people have your just gone and checked. Yes, there was. There's a couple of um, um, uh, people just went back to their GP and said, "Just can you check this lump, please?" Because yes, there was a guy with throat cancer. Who um, thankfully was, you know, got it uh, properly diagnosed and and was treated and recovered. But uh, yeah, he 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 said it was down to us. There was a an episode. Isn't that did. something?
1: Saving <laughs> lives. Isn't
7: that something? I, and I can assure you, I, I'm sure he's not a doctor, really. But
1: uh,
7: <laughs> I'm not, but I've got a lot of enthusiasm, which will make yeah. up for yeah. you now.
2: You really get to say That's that. Great. I get to play one on TV, <laughs> like the co- iconic commercial over yeah. here. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and does does Philippa ride the horses too? Does she ride the big Clydes? Oh yes
7: yes. yes, yes. She rides uh, dressage is her thing, um, and That's she's cool. got. A, she's been. She's been having that problem of trying to find the right horse for a long time. But um, he turned up three or four months ago. His mm-hmm. name's Aldo. He's Irish Sport uh, Thoroughbred Cross. And he's about, how old is Aldo? Nine? Yeah. He's nine. Um, and he's really nice. He's really nice. And they're getting on so well. So all the, all the all the misery of the wrong horse keep, you know, keep coming oh. around. Yeah. Um, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. And,
7: and the two it, of then, you yeah.
3: would be so interested to hear that Philippa has been on our courses in uh, England and um, really takes her horsemanship seriously right from the ground up with, you know. Yeah, yeah, she loves it.
7: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she really does. Yeah, she's still a great one for studying it, and she goes off on dressage weekends and things. And but the, the, well, this is what she's been missing. But she's back in the swing of it now.
2: Ah, yeah, fun, oh, fun. that's
7: great.
2: Are are we going to see more horsepower in the future?
7: Well, I don't know. You know, I mean, I would love it. I'd go on doing it forever. But um, you know, there's a you kind of have to sneak these things past them because they say no, that's been done now. Uh-huh. Um. Uh, we might. We, well, there's a talk of doing something with the um, the jockey, the the jockey club, the um, the regulating board of the horse racing in England, and mm. uh, maybe oh, uh, yeah. getting a sort of because that's quite. You know, that all seems to go on behind closed doors, yes. and I think they're quite the, ready the to. T-
3: the two of you should um? know that uh, Doc Martin um, and Martin Clunes on the side has been all over the world doing things for animals including whales and fishes of the sea and, and the, the 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 ecology completely, but all, all around the islands of England uh speaking to the issues of the animals. It's just been fantastic what he's done
7: and uh Ooh. I, I saw so yeah, uh, you know. it. Did the Islands of Australia this mm-hmm. yeah, which was uh Ah okay. quite a blast. yeah.
2: This is sort of your travel your, your travel log. You get to do these wonderful trips because you have to go film them, right?
7: I know, poor me.
2: I know. I want that job. <laughs> I have to be funny though, and you're too funny, so I can't get that job. Uh, people uh, it, people enjoy. Uh, I know from the US I wish we had more access to you but um people are um starting to get to know you over here and they will love you like you know one of our most endeared actors i'm sure because that's the way it is in england and um, we're very excited to see more of you over here and it's so good to hear someone who's a genuine horse person you know who really has them in his yard and uh, takes good care of them loves them and it comes through on the on the tv in horsepower certainly martin so i appreciate that
7: Yeah, no, we love our
2: horses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you do. And people will love them too. Google Ronnie and Bruce and Martin Clunes and you'll see the cutest relationship going on with these guys. I don't know. And now do Ronnie and Bruce do they get jealous of each other or anything? Do you think No,
7: they don't actually. No, they're very different personalities. Bruce is a real worker and he's as honest as a day dog. Ronnie's quite cheeky. So if he sees Bruce being taken off to do something, he's like, "Well, you know, good, you go do it. I don't care." Yeah. <laughs> it's quite <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> That's
6: you two
3: girls, you two girls would uh, really understand when I say. That um, John Forsythe is gone and reincarnated is Martin Cloons. Ah, nice. He's the John Forsyth for me of the world. and uh, I just so admired that man and what he did in, in all of his work and how he loved his horses
2: did too, Dad. You're absolutely right. Well, that's wonderful. I Thank you for calling us girls, first of all. Thank you. Love it. <laughs> love it. You love it, Jamie. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And, and thank you to gentlemen for joining us today on Horsemptown Radio. Pe- it's Horse my
7: birthday Radio. today. I'm 55 today. And I was
3: going to say, oh, can we say birthday.
7: happy
5: birthday? Thank
2: happy so you very much. Birthday.
7: I'm not going to do 55 press-ups though, Monty.
5: Oh. <laughs>
3: no, but
7: I, I, just re- I just realized that you could
3: be my son, you know. <laughs> it's amazing,
5: yeah. Hey, my bro, Martin <laughs> Gloons. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just one of the girls, so you guys go ahead. I,
2: I, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> all right. Well, Next happy generation.
5: birthday. Have a great
2: day. Thank you very
7: birthday. much. It's great Thanks. to speak to you all.
3: And thank you. It's
7: good, Martin. Thank
3: you. All right. Thanks.
7: Take care, Monty. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You, take care, and Bye. happy, happy birthday.
7: birthday. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>
0: My dream ride would be to tag along with the Ben-Hur and the Great Chariot
1: Race behind those four white horses racing around the arena.
0: My fantasy
2: ride would be to ride Black Beauty. I watched all the
1: episodes as a kid, and I wanted a horse like Beauty galloping across the moors, and Beauty always knew when there was
2: danger around. And if you were upset, Beauty was there for you. It was such a magical show, and that would be my fantasy ride. I know you won't agree, Glenn, because you don't like black beauty. But for all of us who were little girls back then and watched beauty, we loved it. Anyway, I hope you all have a great Christmas. And this is from Diane Brooks in Ontario. Hi, everyone. Fiona from England here. Being a photographer I'm not the most talented at singing or writing poems so I've gone for sharing my fantasy ride with you all. I would have to pick Shadowfax. He's Gandalf's horse in Lord of the Rings but I'm sure you all knew that Um, and the reason I pick him is because apparently he runs faster than the wind but most importantly of all he can understand human speech which would make my life a heck of a lot easier. Anyway thank you all for another fabulous year of entertainment and wishing you all happy holidays. Bye! Hey,
4: it's Gemma, once again calling to wish everyone at Horse Radio Network Happy Holidays and Happy Horsey Days. I'd have to say that I'm lucky in that my fantasy ride happens every day of the week. That ride is the amazing ride that each HRN show takes us listeners on. You make us laugh, cry, educate us, and most importantly, bring us together into one beautiful, supportive, horsey family. However, if given the chance, I wouldn't pass up a ride on Villegril. Anyway, here's to the ride.
2: Well, welcome, Boy Martin. You're an all-in, fearless rider. I'm so happy to have you on today.
3: Fantastic. Thank you for having me on, Debbie.
2: We want to know, what, what is your fantasy ride? To
3: be honest, I was, I was thinking about this for a while, and uh, i tell you which course I'd love to event is uh california chrome uh i i think we would have no trouble galloping between the fences and uh you know when i look at california chrome on tv uh i've never seen him in person but uh, he's just a a fantastic specimen of a horse and uh yeah he just has that great and uh, like i said I'm, i'm very very confident that he'd be Fast enough for the cross country. Yeah, I'm not sure it's gonna <laughs> happen because I, uh, I I, I look I know he's a, a stay in so I think he's worth millions well, uh, multi multi millions of dollars as a race or sire. So the chances of a California Chrome ending up as an event horse is very, very slim.
1: Well, thanks again for joining us on this special holiday episode. We'll see you again on the 15th of the month, which is when the Horsemanship Radio Show goes out, first and the 15th. In the meanwhile, you can go to MontyRoberts.com to find out everything you need to know about Equus Online University and the California Horse Center. Thank you again to our title sponsor, Hands on Gloves. You can find them online at HandsOnGloves.com. i